This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Professor Dion Foster, good morning. Morning, morning, Brad. Morning, Elmarie. Yeah, morning. I, 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 this morning, I felt like eating my means of transportation. I <laughs> arrived back from Joburg last night. And this morning, I go out to get on my scooter and the battery's flat. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, but God is faithful. So, yeah. uh, so I, I, I hopped in the car and drove to work and the traffic was clear, praise the Lord. So, so, so yeah. I, I enjoyed being in my car. It was lovely. I'm sure when you're used to a bike or a Vespa, it must be like sitting in your lounge suite when you have to go in your car. Oh, the aircon is so nice. Aha, uh-huh, there's that. <laughs> now, now, Dion, this morning we're chatting about something. The more I read it, the more I was struggling to get my head around what you might be talking about this morning, about unearthing treasures old and new in our lives. I'm fascinated by this. So we're all ears this morning. Well, Brad, um, what got me thinking about this is um, when, when I was in, in Berlin uh, last year and, and earlier this year, um, particularly working with young people at the university, there's a, a tremendous opposition to what they call fast fashion. Huh. Um, now, fast fashion is, is uh, I don't think it's yet as common here in South Africa as it is in parts of Europe, but it's basically, you know, clothing that is very very affordably made often in uh, you know in problematic uh, conditions in places like china and pakistan and you know using child labor or or enforced labor and um it it costs very very little but you know it it looks relatively good but the quality is questionable and so what often happens is um in you know this i was led to understand in, in europe is that when uh, a new season comes, people, it's so affordable that people just go and replace their wardrobe. They just buy new shirts and oh. new trousers and dresses and blouses and socks and uh, underwear and then just throw away the old stuff. And uh, of course, that, I mean, that is is incredibly wasteful. It's It's terrible for the environment, you know, all of those materials and dyes but of course it's it's also you know disregards the the labor mm. of of those who have have worked on it and of course it, it drives prices down and means that more and more people uh, struggle so in it was interesting both in, in in germany and in england young people um wear old clothes yes. as a badge of honor oh <laughs> isn't that interesting so so you know, the, the more washed out your denims look and, uh, you know, the, the the less fashionable your blouse or your shirt looks, the more hip you are. You know, people look at it and say, wow, you you know, you're looking really great today. How old is that shirt? And they say, no, well, I, I bought it from a secondhand shop. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's 20 years old. And oh, everyone says, wow, that's so cool. Now, I was thinking a lot about that. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm at that stage in life where I'm, I'm just traversing the cusps from having a, a lifetime ahead of me to starting to, to look back on a lifetime behind me. And I'm, I'm in my early to mid 50s and I, I look back on my life and, and every now and then, I remember something that that either I, I got as a child or as a young adult when Megan and I were newly married, and it is so incredibly precious. Mm. Now, Brad, I, I don't know if you ever had this experience, um, but but we were talking about this uh, yesterday with some some friends in Joburg, and they were saying, you know, when they grew up, they used to visit their grandparents, and they always had 
in their lounge uh, a cabinet that was sort of this dark brown wood with yes. glass inlays. And inside was all the old precious stuff. Yeah, totally about? know. Totally know what you're talking about. <laughs> and you'd go into the lounge and you weren't allowed to touch that stuff. But <laughs> Granny would come and sit with you and she'd take it out and yes. she'd show it to you and you'd hold it and then she'd put it back. Now, I was thinking about that myself. I, I think sometimes I'm so forward looking in my life, so focused on the future, so directed towards achieving goals, which is not a bad thing. But it does sometimes mean that I forget to appreciate the treasures which God has placed all around me. Those experiences, those memories, those precious and fragile things that that God has placed in my life. I, I think today, for example, about about friends that I've I've had over the years who through their life's experience have have learned to be gentle. Mm. Uh, people who Sometimes even through humiliation, the, the ending of a business or the breakdown of a marriage have become so humble, so beautifully humble. Um, I think about people who, you know, through their lives have acquired certain skills, the ability to, to love others, to care for others, to, to, to do wonderful things. And so, Brad, I, I just it's one simple message this morning, and that's simply to say, let's be careful that we don't treat our spiritual lives like fast fashion. Just always looking for the new thing, uh, the thing that's more blingy, yeah. the thing that's the 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 you know the the season for this season, and and let's be willing to be like those young people who say, "Wow, the older the thing is, the more used it is, you know, the more we can appreciate it." Let's maybe be a little bit like we were with our grandparents. Let's appreciate those treasures that come from the past that God has placed <laughs> in our lives, and let's dwell with them a little. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And you often find people actually want to try and bring that sort of an older stuff into their into to mix in with modern furnishings. Even I know we we're not talking about spiritual things right now, but it's almost the desire people have. Let's bring these things that are old and we blend them with the more modern things that we have, and somehow try to make it work. Uh, and I think that's possibly something that we need to focus on. Is almost makes me think of the part of the Bible. You know, we we're trying the next best translation or the thing that kind of fits best in with our lives or our contemporary thinking. So they're just sticking to the Word of God for the sake that it is the Word of God and that it brings change and that it's alive. Uh, almost sticking to the basics instead of always searching for that next best thing. Absolutely. And of course, you know, Brad, there's, there's good reason to do that, you know. Sometimes these older things are trusted and true. They've been tried. And, mm. and you know, they, they really are gifts from God. They've stood the test of time. So maybe let me just leave us with one verse. It comes from Matthew 13 verse 52, and uh, this comes at the end of a series of parables, uh, the parable of the mustard seed, mm. the parable of the sower, all of those parables. And this is what Jesus says, Matthew 13, verse 52 says, therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who brings out the, his treasure, both that that is new and that that is old. So let, let's be like like those you know wonderful scribes who who bring out our treasures, the old and the new, uh, all to the glory of God. That's the voice of Professor Dion Foster, head of Department of Systematic Theology and Ecclesiology, also the director of the Beznodia Center for Public Theology. Uh, and if you fix tires of Vespers, you can pop over there and lend a brother a hand today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Dion. Appreciate your time of a super Thursday. Thanks, my friend. Blessings for the day. Bye then. Bye-bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.